Hi there, dear listener. Lazlo here with a quick pre-roll message for you. Before we get started, I want to let you know there are all kinds of convenient ways for you to support my efforts to bring you all these podcast shows on Chinese history, Chinese sayings, and tea history. If you go to my website at teacup.media and click the support button at the top, you'll find a bunch of ways to show some appreciation. There's Patreon, where you can get early access to new episodes, exclusive content, and an invite to the Teacup Media Discord channel, and more. CHP Premium, that also has early access, exclusive episodes, and ad-free versions of the entire CHP back catalog. Plus, there's several other ways to donate to the show as well. Check the episode show notes for a link to that very page. And my deepest thanks for listening and supporting me and my humble efforts. Welcome back, mes amis. Another day, another Yu. Laszlo Montgomery here with the prequel to the Chinese saying we featured way back in the season three opener that featured Lin Xiangru, King Zhao Xiang of Qin, King Huiwen of Zhao, and the riveting story concerning the return of the whole jade to Zhao. Wan Bi Gui Zhao. That was uh, from season three. You may recall the valuable Jade B ceremonial disc that the pugnacious King Zhaoxiang of Qin in 283 BCE requested from King Huiwen of Zhao, quotation marks around that word, requested. And in return for such a precious object as the Hushi Bi, as it was reverently called, the King of Qin offered 15 cities that he would take off the books of Qin and hand over to Zhao, Qin's neighbor to the east. Well, King Zhaoxiang, once he had that Hushi Bi in his hands, he said, What 15 cities? So this led Lin Xiangru to go to Qin to get the Hushi Bi back, and after no small amount of theatrics, Lin Xiangru heroically returned the whole jade to his king in Zhao. So before we go any further, let's break down the four characters in this Chengyu. Jia Zhi, Lian Cheng. Jia Zhi means the value of something. Jia means price, and zhi being value or worth. Lian, in this case, that means to link, join, or connect. And a cheng is a city. So you could translate lian cheng to mean connected cities, cities that are all right next to one another. So jia zhi, lian cheng, the jia zhi, or the value, was worth lian cheng, a bunch of cities all right next to one another. Well, in this story, we wind back the clock and find out about this jade and where it came from. This jade bee was called the Hushi Bee. A bee, it's a kind of ceremonial jade disc with a hole in the center. One of the most ancient of all Chinese cultural objects. It goes back more than 5,000 years to Liangzhu culture that was centered around Hangzhou, Zhejiang province. The Hushi Bee, it has quite a story associated with it. And the Chu Chu, or the origin of the story, is to be found in the Han Feizi. Scroll ahead to the chapter entitled He Shi, and you'll find it. He Shi. He was a small-time farmer during the spring and autumn period. This was in the mid-8th century BCE. His name was Bian He. Once, while walking through the hills near his home in the state of Chu, he chanced upon what's known as a Yu Pu, a lump of jade, still enveloped in a big rock. This simple peasant, Bian He, 
estimated the worth of this yu pool to be of fantastic value. And to show you what kind of a guy Bien He was, he went straight to the Chu palace and presented it to the king, King Li. But the Chu king eh, wasn't what you'd call an expert in mineralogy and didn't know his nephrite from jadeite. So he called in one of his men from the jade carving workshop and asked him to give it an appraisal. This jade carver haughtily pronounced the jade as worthless rock and said it wasn't worth anything. The Chu king didn't like hearing that and commanded his guards to punish Bien He for his transgression and to teach his subject not to present any future worthless gifts. He ordered Bien He's left foot to be cut off. And after suffering through this punishment, this hapless, well-meaning peasant farmer hobbled away with his big rock and went back home. The true King Li died in 741 BCE, and next up on the throne was his younger brother, King Wu. Bian He thought he might have better luck this time and brought this big rock to the palace and humbly presented it to King Wu. But same drill as last time. King Wu called in one of his people to cop a gander at the so-called jade and give an estimate as to its worth. For a second time, the jade-carving expert pronounced it worthless, and King Wu, very disappointed after being given such high hopes by Bian He, ordered his other foot amputated, and poor old Bian He, now footless, crawled out of the palace and returned home, all dejected. And then in 690 BCE, when King Wu died, despite what he had done to Bian He, the poor peasant cried for three days and three nights, mourning the passing of his king. Word of how distraught Bian He was somehow made it back to the palace, to the new Chu king, King Wen. He summoned Bian He to the palace. And poor old Bian He hobbled in on crutches with the precious jade that he wished to present to the Chu King Wen. And King Wen was incredulous that despite heaven's will that caused both his feet to be amputated, he asked Bian He why he cried thus. And Bian He, with tears in his eyes, said to his king, I'm not crying because of this double amputation. I'm crying because I know this rock is of great value, but both times I presented it to King Li and King Wu, it was dismissed as worthless rock. King Wen called his palace jade carver over and commanded him to examine the rock carefully and to cut it open and see the supposed treasure that the poor old peasant claimed was inside. And so he did. He took his tools, cut open the rock, and sure enough, inside was a giant, perfect, translucent piece of jade. Just with one look, they knew this was of immense value. No one had ever seen anything like this. So for poor old Bian He's suffering, and for his deep sincerity trying to present such a valuable gift to the throne, Chu King Wen commanded the jade to be carved into a bee, which it was in short order. And this jade bee was so magnificent and so wondrous to behold and to honor Bian He, he declared this jade object would be called the He Shi Zhi Bee, the bee of Mr. He, which was Bian He's given name. And word spread far and wide of this incredible treasure, and somewhere along the way, it ended up in the state of Zhao, and became very well known. In the Jia Zhi Liancheng part of it, today's Chengyu, 
well, centuries later, during the long reign of King Zhaoxiang of Qin, 325 to 251 BCE, this warlike tyrant of Qin was well aware of the repute of the Hesherger beat, and to put it mildly, he wanted it for himself. So he sent an emissary east to Zhao State, to the capital in modern-day Handan, Hebei province, and the emissary told the king that the ruler of Qin wanted this bee for himself, and he was willing to offer 15 cities to Zhao in exchange for this treasure. Zhao King Huiwen knew with no small degree of certainty that such a request from this particular king of Qin State was tantamount to a demand, and fearing the possible consequences... King Huiwen arranged to have the bee shipped out west to Qin. He didn't know whether or not King Zhaoxiang was going to pull through on the promised 15 cities. So, this is where we get the Chengyu, Jiazhir Liancheng. The Jiazhir, or value of this jade bee, was worth Liancheng, a bunch of cities joined together. Now, accompanying the bee to the Qin capital at Xianyang, near present-day Xi'an in Shanxi province, was one of King Hui, one of Zhao's more capable ministers, Lin Xiangru. And the outcome of this story can be heard in the Chinese Sayings Podcast Season 3 opener that tells the story of Lin Xiangru's visit to Qin and his act of returning the He Shi Bi to Zhao. And this Jade Bi went from Qin to Han to Wei to Jin to Sui and finally to the Tang Dynasty, and was a most sacred ceremonial object in the palace. So that's going to be it for this episode's Chinese saying. If you want to express that something has great value, that it's worth a fortune, you can say, its value is worth many cities. Now, I guess it would depend which cities were in the mix, but by any reckoning, the value of many cities isn't small. So, I look forward to seeing you again for more Chengyu next time. There's more Chinese sayings from where this one came from. Take care, everyone, and let's make it a date for next time for another exciting episode of the Chinese Sayings Podcast.